camper with a bloody nose. One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes. Then grab your Nalgene of water and your Bible quotes. And listen to one time summer camp. And welcome to this one time at summer camp. I am one of your lovely three hosts, John. And I've got here with me Jeff and yep. Aaron. Up. Up. And we are super excited to be here with you today. Um, Jeff has got a fly around his room no, somewhere. No, he said, what's up? So I looked up. Oh, oh. okay. Um, so, get to know get, get to know you question for today. If you could be any mustache, what would you be? Oh, all right. And I'll go first. Yeah, because you know, I've got one. Um, my name is John. I live in the lovely state of Idaho. I'm the former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp. Um, don't currently work at a camp, but that's all right. I still love it and love to talk about it. If I could be any kind of mustache, uh, I'm actually working on it a little bit, but I would be Sam Elliott's mustache. Oh, like glorious. that embodies who I am. Oh, for sure. Let me get it right up close. That's gorgeous. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, who would like to go next? I'll go next. Uh, let's see. Aaron? Yeah, you're welcome, John. Uh, my name's Aaron Colwick. I'm the former program director at Briarwood and at Camp Stony. Um, also not working at camp right now, but also still love it and everything about it. Uh, if I was a type of mustache, I think I would be the handlebar because it's, it's got that classic look of like, everyone kind of understands it. Um, and knows that like understands what a handlebar mustache is, but it still gets attention. Right. And so it still demands the attention. I think that personifies what I am. You do like to demand attention. I demand attention, Jeff. <laughs> nice. Well, all right. I'm Jeff Thompson. I'm the current projector at Lutherdale in Wisconsin and also worked at Sheer Creek in Wisconsin. And, man, I would probably go with, like, the Johnny Depp um, from, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, mostly. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it just feels like there's something there. You know, just like a little swagger to the stash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love that you're resisting. <laughs> How would you describe Jeff? You know, I just feel like something's there. You, you know? know, it just gives a like, good feeling inside, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, I want you to use that <gasps> in, like, any interview you ever do from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, how would you describe yourself? Well, you know, there's, there's, just, there's something something there. There. just something there. <laughs> I mean, much it's like, true. Much like Johnny Depp's mustache, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's something there. Oh man! Well, thank you all for sharing about your fuzzy upper lips. Um, we mentioned in the last, well, few. Yeah podcast that we we have a phone number and you can get a hold of us and you can leave a voicemail um and for a while there nobody believed us 
or didn't care. I don't know. They didn't but care. They didn't care. No, they care about us. Um, but now we've got like three. Two? Two. We've two. got two. Yeah, yep. two. We've got two. Um, Sorry, Aaron. And... You don't count. Oh, there might be three. There might be three. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we hit, do hit refresh. <laughs> oh, dude, what? We do have one to share with you here. Uh, Jeff, why don't you do that? All right, so we're gonna throw it in right here. Hey guys, this is Evan from Wisconsin calling to ask you guys a question. When the going gets tough, how do you persevere through? Thanks, guys, for all you do. Thank you, Evan, for that wonderful Yeah, thanks, Evan. Evan, I don't know you, but you sound like a nice guy. You carry a good demeanor with your, uh, with your, the way that you speak. Uh, You should be a podcast host. (laughs) Anyone can do it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. What do you do when the going gets tough? How do you persevere through? Anybody want to start off answering that one? Sure. Uh, For me, personally, it's knowing that through everything that's ever happened in my life, um, there's always been a light at the end of the tunnel. And it took going through a bunch of different things at various different times to finally get to the point. Um, And a large large part of it plays with my faith, um, that I understand that a lot of this is in, I, I can put in God's hands and his control and say, I don't know where I need to go and I don't know what I need to do, but I trust that this is something that you can take care of. And so I'm going to keep pushing forward and do what I can, but I know it's going to turn out okay. Um, And literally every time something has happened that it's turned out okay. And I don't really get how, and usually it's not something of my own doing, like something pops up or something happens for me. Um, Then I'm like, oh, thank you, God. So whether it's we were short of money or I needed a job or, um, you know, various things like that, it's it's always worked out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. um, I guess I can also add on to that. Very similar. I've been very lucky. Like things happen or I just when I left Sugar Creek, it was feeling like it was my time to leave there. This job at Luthadale just kind of opened up and it was a perfect spot for us right next to Jordan's family, literally 30 minutes down the road. Um, yeah, it just, things just kind of have always worked out in my life. But I don't know. Like you said, it's just kind of, I hear a lot of recently this saying that we're all going through the same storm, but we're mm. in different boats. Mm, I, yeah. love it. I kind of like that visual because we're all experiencing the same crap right now. And some of us are better suited than others to handle it. I just kind of look at my life and yeah, things aren't great all the time, but, mm. but I have it a lot better than other people do right now. So that's kind of how I look at it when things get bad. You know what? Really? It's not mm. that bad. A lot of people have it worse than me. So I have to look at the good and look at what I have and what's going well and focus on that. Mm, preach. Amen. Love that. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I think I've noticed that any time the going really gets tough for me, um, it's because I haven't spent enough time looking out for myself. Um, I can focus a lot on other people and a lot on jobs and tasks at hand. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then it, it really can start to add up and um, it can be a little rough. So once that starts to happen, I know I need to take a step back, uh, maybe start to say no to some things, mm. um, which is really hard to do, uh, especially when you're were a program or when I was a program director, it could be really hard to say no to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but stepping back, saying no, and uh, obviously I got to get out and go fishing and uh, <laughs> take, take some time to myself, you know, oh, just uh, recenter, refocus. Oh my, and uh, gosh. rip some lips. <laughs> I've never heard that. What, say that You've one never more time. Huh? Say that again. Rip some lips. Rip some lips. It's like a super aggressive way of saying go catch a fish. But that not that the opposite of what you're attempting? <laughs> like you're putting a hole in the lip so the hook is in and you can reel them in. Yeah, but putting a hole in something and ripping it, that would be like going to say like, yeah, man, I pierce ears for a living. Let's go rip some lobes. That would be a horrible <laughs> way to describe your job. I don't know. That sounds great to me. <laughs> you guys are yeah, well, thank you all for your answers, and thanks, Evan, for calling in. I just want to say, Evan worked for me at Luthadale. We worked for me for two summers, uh, once as a media person and once as a program coordinator, and... I think both of you enjoy this. So one time Evan and I made a, have you ever seen Dude Perfect? Oh yeah. Different person. So we made a Dude Perfect parody video called Dude Mediocre, <laughs> where we attempted really cool stunts, but just horribly. And we thought it was hilarious, but we showed it to the other staff and they didn't think it was as funny as we did. <laughs> so maybe if we get enough likes or views or something, I'll throw it up on the YouTube channel. Ooh. Ooh. It's horribly ugly. Oh yes. It's really bad, but I think it's hilarious. I so. think to make that happen, we need to have I'm gonna set the bar really back low. and let leave another voicemail describing his favorite parts of making that series. That video. <laughs> there you go. All, All right, right Evan, Evan, you heard Evan, it. you're listening. I need you to do this. I need you to I need you to leave another voicemail and to describe your favorite parts of that. Uh, memory for you also it's if you super cringy about jeff we would love to hear it <laughs> oh tell you us about, tell that about the tattoo. time we played soccer evan <laughs> what'd you say jeff what we have a good soccer story that i'm sure he'd love to share Ooh, soccer story soccer story that sounds delightful i'll just leave it at that evan if you want to call in and yes or if you want to come on and be a guest too and share Ooh, that would that. be even better i think they would enjoy it i think that's what we need <laughs> Oh, uh, so thank you, Evan, for the the voicemail, um, and thank you for letting us respond and share on our podcast. Uh, if anybody else has one that they want to share with us, please give us a call at our phone number two six two eight eight five one five five one. And we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, we do have a few other voicemails on there that. 
I want to get to in a few other podcasts. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, we'll get to them in the following weeks. Um, all right, so let's move on to our camp hack. Hack. <laughs> Too real. <laughs> oh, it's glorious! I'm feeling a little under the weather. Uh, uh, poor John. Noticed, Jeff Thoughts is going to hopefully prayers, edit out my literal hacking. Uh, but let's move on to. <laughs> Bet you he doesn't. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why this is attacking me right now. Uh, let's move on to Aaron. <laughs> all right y'all uh for this camp hack um it's actually kind of um a little it's not about the get to know you question kind of thing but it's something we used to do um i actually did this when i was uh starting off to be a camp counselor and then um i kind of brought it with me back to briarwood um and i have a funny story to go with it so the concept is you have these things called blue cards now, what they are are blue index cards that have situations on them that are all real, like, stories that have happened at camp. And so what you do is everybody has to answer a blue card. And so you take various times throughout the day. Like, you can do meal time, You can do um, right before you do, like, certain um, training sessions, kind of things like that. And you say, okay, I need two volunteers who have not answered a blue card question to pick a number one through whatever. And then on a board, you mark off what numbers have already been chosen. And so they might pick. And we had, I think when we were doing it, we had up to 64 blue cards. And they're all like, most of them came from um, like various stories from various people. And then some of them were stories I had entered from like my time. And, they would pick a number and then they have to read the que- the read the scenario and then answer with what they would do but then they would we would discuss it as a group right and so a lot of it would always come back to like you know take it up the flow chart you know those kind of things like who do you report to with this kind of situation or how do you you know um, break down the situation for these kids who are going through a hard time however the example I'm going to give. And remember, these are all real stories that have happened. Um, the infamous card number 16, which if you were a returning staff member, you always knew don't pick number 16 because it was the most awkward one to answer. And so all the you'd always get like your first year counselors answering it. And one of them would get it. And it states verbatim, I have it memorized. You come across two campers in the bushes in various stages of undress. <laughs> and then it's, what do you do? And so it's all like, for most of the people who are listening that are like, have worked in outdoor ministry, there's a definitive way to kind of handle these kind of things. But for someone who first enters this, it's like, oh my gosh, that's like literally worst case scenario. <laughs> like, what would you do? But it also helps put them in these worst case scenarios right at the bat in the middle of training to be like, you know what, when that happens, it's okay. There's an answer. Right. And if all else fails, go find a superior and they will help you. So, um, if you, if you're listening and you want to make your own, they're not hard literally start going through your stories of what can happen. Um, if you would like to have some set up examples of stories, email us at this one time at summer camp, at gmail.com and I will send you a template of like, I think it's like 40 of them 
which are like I guess like I said, all real stories from various camps of like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, uh, Bible camps, all kinds of things. Um, but it was it was a phenomenal training tool. That's really great. You can also just listen to our podcast and all the stories we talk about. <laughs> you know, for staff training, I feel like to plug. set up a Bluetooth speaker, hit play, and go take a half yeah. an hour, 45 minute break and you're good to go. Seriously, or we'll cover for you. <laughs> this one time yeah. at summer camp. Now in charge of your staff training. Oh, oh my gee. gosh. If someone could hire the three of us to do staff training, that would be the greatest staff training of all time. We'll put it out there. Anyone needs someone to do, we'll do virtual. If you want us to come, we'll do virtual staff training. Let's put it this way. If you just any if, topic you if want. If you'll just pay for us to get there, I'm willing to do this for free. If you'll just provide oh, yeah. travel oh, yeah. and like let me sleep in a cabin, I will do this up hundred percent for free because that's how Deal. much fun it would be. Or and even we're, better, and, just just pay to fly me to Aaron and then we'll like mm-hmm. carpool out there. And then we'll pick Holy up Jeff on the way. Jesus. That Okay, pick up Jeff. We're all over the country. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. If the camp is like (laughs) south of me, that means I gotta go north. (laughs) Right, right. No, we'll pick up Jeff on the way. We'll come back, circle back. Just do it. That's a great question mark. So, any camp listening, we would love to be helpful in your staff training, even just for a few days. Like you know, three days a part of your staff training. We will. Few minutes. We we. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, just putting it out there. Uh, we're available for hire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. That's my camp hack. Uh, thank like you. That was a good hack. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, All right, bad. let's move on to Jeff and his silly ice cream cone. Yeah, it's got a little smiley face on it. Look. I don't know if that's smiling. It's happy. It looks asleep. Yeah. It's, it's my kid's toy. Yeah. yeah, the story from this week, we have a story submitted to us anonymously. Um, Ooh. It's a little of a more serious one. So, yeah, we're going to dive right into it. Um, the story says, early on as a program director, we were hiring our summer staff, and we had two female summer staff that were in a relationship that we were looking to hire. One of them was returning staff and one was new. Before we offered any positions, the two summer staff members announced they were engaged. And this was about March. Um, Our executive director called both summer staff and told them that he would only hire one of them at camp that summer. They could not work on staff together, even though they'd both interviewed well and we were in discussion with both to hire. What would you do? Wait, what would I do from whose perspective? Yeah. As the program director, this is the program director. Okay. Okay. And their executive director told two female staff that are engaged that... Only one will be hired. Did, was there a reason given why only one of them could? Was it like there was only one position available, or he just the the director thought that there was like going to be an issue with it hiring? It sounds both? like it was because they were a couple. And, okay. And they're gotcha. both females. Okay. It, that's what it kind of sounds like. Okay. Oh. John, what do you think? You go ahead. <laughs> 
so if you're the program director, you executive director, tell us two qualified uh-huh. summer staff when you need staff. And he says, I'm only hiring one of you because you're a couple and you're engaged. Wow. Okay. So I think the, the fir- first thing I'd do is I need to know how I found out that mm. the executive was sharing or was having that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is he probably shared or they probably shared it with uh, with the program director. But anyway. Oh, that hits a lot of red flags for me. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> yep. like, just a lot. Um, not Almost only from, all. like, a religious standpoint or from a best practice standpoint or from, hey, let's not do something illegal standpoint. Um, I think the first step that I would take would be to sit down with the executive director and let him or them know that, you know, I, I need to know why that that was a decision, why you felt you need to reach out for, to them for that. We both know that we have multiple positions open and why you would only be offering one to uh, to this pair. Um, so kind of getting their thought process going in my head to see wh- wh- what they're thinking. Because um, I wouldn't want to jump to any conclusions. But I think mm. it's safe to say we know uh, what the conclusion here is. <laughs> um, from there, after finding all the facts, I, I think... Oh, I would have to go straight to their supervisor, um, the executive director supervisor. Um, it would be an official typed out, uh, formal kind of letter to them. It wouldn't be just a phone call, I think. Because uh, that'd be something I'd want documented in case uh, mm-hmm. anything came up of it. Uh, but I, I would I would have to take that to their to their supervisor. Um, and at that point, it, you know, it's it's how it's handled between them. And uh, my guess is their supervisor would be the board. Yeah. Um, maybe somebody or a committee, the executive committee on that board. But uh, I think it just from that standpoint, it would have to be a conversation with the executive director and then to their supervisor if it wasn't taken care of um, in that within that conversation. And then yeah. your hands out of it because they are <laughs> they're yeah. the top. You know, I I'm gonna be very very honest here. Um, there's part of me that wants to be like a little silly with this and like kind of give a silly answer, <laughs> but I-, I want people listening to understand of like what John said is a hundred percent. Like I-, I really can't give a different answer. What he said is the right answer. Um, you have to talk to your executive director first, and you have to get your story straight because you can't work based off assumptions, and you can't 
you can't bring it higher on the ladder without figuring out what's happening first. There might be something you don't know, right? Um, and that that's always a part of the job, and it sucks. Um, and the, the thing about having a hierarchy is that if you're not at the top of that totem pole, you have to play that game, and that's just a reality, whether you like it or not. It, it's um, a process. It's a process, and there, there's a reason for the process, too. It keeps people in check. A hundred percent. And like I mentioned before, documentation is key for our, mm -hmm. especially a lot of issues like this. Um, yeah. But Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, 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 please. Uh, you're fine. Um, I think... I think what John did in particular with his reaction to it um, that stood out to me that's important is not compromising your own morals and what you know is right for the sake of job security. Um, I think that that's important. If there was ever a time in our history where I feel like standing up for your morals was so important. Uh, I feel like this is one of those times. Not that it's ever not been important, but we're in a place that there's a lot of there. There's a lot of um, places you can work at where you're gonna feel like you have to compromise your morals and you have to compromise who you are to stay where you're at. Um, and you shouldn't have to do that. And much like what Evan said wow this is tying together so cool Whoa. much like what evan said in his voicemail like with how do you persevere through hard times it's you know what if it comes down to between like you're having a really hard time having a hard time with this decision and this process and you really feel like you can't stand by it and nothing's going to happen then you have to make that decision right um i think that's a oh man that's that story is so hard and Coming from three people who love, with a, a like a deep passion, love outdoor ministry, and love the idea of camping, um, that's hard. That's a really really hard place to be. So John, just I, I commend you for what you said because that's exactly where I was going with it too. Was get the story straight, and if nothing changes, you uh, to put it in so many words, you write a formal complaint. Mm -hmm. And make your opinion known and go above. And then if nothing happens, nothing happens. But you stood your ground and you stood for what you thought was important. And it, it's, I think it's really important that you can still continue to build relationship with these staff members and these people, um, these uh, applicants, everything, uh, especially past staff members, and not feel like you're going over the head of the executive too. Um, it's definitely important not to undermine the executive uh, in a in a public or um, personal format, uh, but to uh, yeah, you 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 got to you've got to stand up for your morals and you've got to stand up for good people too, and. That's what it comes down to, and now I want to hear what Jeff says. <laughs> yeah, I think those are both good answers, and it sounds like you guys might have been a little close here. So, um, all right, it says that both staff members were offered positions before this phone call took place. Uh -huh. 
and after they were told one of the two could work, the returning staff member called camp and said that she would decline the position so that her partner could work at camp. Wow. Hearing this as a program director, I first went to our policies and procedures and checked to see if there was anything written about engaged staff members or hiring staff members in a relationship, and there was nothing. Asking other staff members, we found out that there were two past staff members that were engaged and on staff together as well. With that information, I sat down with the executive director and had a conversation explaining my concern that one, there's nothing in the policy that says that staff members that are engaged or in a relationship cannot both be hired. And two, a couple that is engaged had previously worked at camp together. I explained the perception that by telling this couple that only one could work at camp, it was coming across as discrimination because they were a lesbian couple. Mm. The executive director took this information and eventually made the decision to hire both of them. Mm. And nothing else came of the situation. Mm. Wow. That was good to... Yeah, policy and procedure. That's good to go through that kind of stuff, too. That, um, yeah, uh, looking through the history of past hires is also... Yeah, I didn't, it's I didn't a even big think help. That's, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. Oh, my gosh. Especially if you're at a camp with a long history of that. Like, that. that's... Um, <laughs> uh, just to name it, like, it, that's ammunition for the battle you're about to go into, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, and it sounds like it was a recent one... At, it wasn't like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Within five years. Recently. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, if it was 15 years ago, that does nothing because, oh, it was back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. I would worry. Oh. At that point, I, I would worry about the health, or not the health, the, uh, I'd be concerned about the staff members throughout the summer and that executive yeah. director. Yeah, um, I, I was just thinking that like you're always yeah. going to have this, that little nagging yeah. thought throughout the entirety of the summer. I think that it requires – I think you got to get in front of that too. Um, mm-hmm. I, even it, as a program director – and something I was going to say, um, and then your story kind of finalized it. Like I was saying like from, from my experience, like the program director was in charge of the hiring. So like especially from where I was coming from and the, the staff I tried to hire, like most of it was like a, Hey, you interviewed really well. Cool. You got the job. It wasn't. And it was only the only time you didn't get the job is because you interviewed poorly and be like, cool, I'll get back to you. Like you knew if you got the job. Yeah. And so it would have been a really hard conversation to tell them afterwards, like, Hey, only one of you could be here kind of thing. And so after that, it would have to be something else to be like, Hey, so I want you guys to know this is a safe and, awesome place for you to be at and you should feel comfortable here if you don't for whatever reason i need to know that now though right and it's not and that's that that would be on us like that's that's not on you i just want to know that because can i can i fix that and if i can't I, i i'd rather know that at the beginning rather than in the middle because we have campers to think about and that might and that might be putting words in their mouth and that might be preemptive like putting preemptive stuff into the problem, but man, I, I'm a better safe than sorry kind of guy. And so that's, I, yeah. I'm going to put people before the job. Yeah, no, I 
definitely would want to lay it out there and say, you know, we are looking out for you this summer. Um, is there anything that you have concerns with based on the situation that happened and where do we go from here? What is one way I can support you this summer? Um, based on, based on that, that interaction. But then I, I also wouldn't want to beat it up because, uh, like Aaron said, there's the rest of the summer. We've got campers, we've got other staff, everything like that. Um, don't focus too much on it, but as with everybody in every situation, you're, you got to look out for people. That's a really unfortunate situation. That's a good story, Jeff. I think that's, that's really important. That's really good. Yeah. Well, you also have to worry about, they said this is a returning staff member that originally was mm. told you can't come back. Mm. I mean, what's that going to do to the community? Mm-hmm. And they're in a, they're friends with all these other staff. They're going to talk oh, about yeah. it. And now that they're both there, you really have to, as a program director, get ahead of that. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk to those staff members and say, hey, I know this experience sucked for you, but let's not make this tear down the rest of the summer. Let's talk about constructively. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Let's not make it the focal mm-hmm. point. Because you also don't want it to change everyone's attitude of the exec that summer. Yeah. That's not healthy either. Mm, my gosh. You know, and it, it yeah. could have been a, a weak moment for the executive director too. Oh, um, yeah. And there's there's got to be some grace and some learning that comes with that for the executive director. Um, and, and keeping them safe too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, you know, not just the summer staff, but ugh. Jeff, I, I want to say one more thing on it. It's something you said I think is so important. Uh, regardless of what kind of camp you're coming from, Christian, non-Christian, um, recreational, whatever it is, there are, there are two questions. This is something I, I'm talking like day one things I would teach my staff. Um, there are two questions you have to answer for every single decision that gets made at camp. And it's, is it for the camper and is it safe? And if you can't answer yes to both of those questions, you shouldn't do it. And so regarding your hiring process and the things like that, like it, it becomes important, like the decisions we're making, like I want these people to be happy and I want things to happen well, or I want myself to be happy and I'm trying to look out. But if you can't answer these two things with a clear conscience, you really have to rededicate to what you're thinking about. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. Well, thank yeah. you, Jeff, and thank you for the responses. Um, well, that that that's our show. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. We thank you all for listening to us. Um, we invite you to give us a like, give us a share, take a picture of uh, the front steps at your house, showing the pumpkins <laughs> that you've carved for the holiday coming up, um, and share that on our Facebook page. Uh, We also invite you to reach out, give us a call, and uh, leave a voicemail for us. And it can be a simple hello. It can be a simple I love you. It can be a story or a question that you have uh, that you would like uh, for us to share. Or a hack, yep, that you would like for us to share on here. Um, And if we truly, truly enjoy it, which we enjoy most things, uh, we might even invite you to be a guest. Mm, please hey oh real quick real quick sorry last week we asked um matt baumhart to comment on our 
uh, we did our situation <laughs> regarding the coffee pot uh, with the people who don't partake of caffeine. Uh, let me pull that up real quick so I can read his response because I know people are chomping at the bit to know what Matt Baumhart said. I am. I'm ready. Uh, dude, He. I will say he nailed it. He oh, nailed yeah. it, y'all. Uh, oh, man, hold on, hold on. Do, 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 do. Where in so the world? Just to, to recap on that, uh, it was a host of ministry yeah, yeah. group. They came in, they were drinking out of the coffee pot, thinking it was not coffee um and i handled it may not have handled it in the best way <laughs> i handled, handled it, it. my favorite all and, right uh, <clears throat> then we we asked our our good friend matt to uh reach out and tell us what he would do in that situation again matt baumhart former operations director at briarwood um and has a long career in hospitality management he states <clears throat> I'm going to say my action would be to continue putting out the labeled coffee. Those in the group are trying to make their beverage selection appear as hot chocolate, which I often saw during my time in Idaho, wherever that is. I would be prepared if leadership from group raised this to your attention and would apologize for the oversight and to say that it is out for guests and staff and more of a reflex than an intentional oversight. The thing to note is that those taking the coffee are still going to desire their required morning pep. Relocation of the coffee to a less visible location and adding more hot chocolate to the coffee station would be my step then, since those taking the forbidden fruit will be less likely to let you know that you're out of hot chocolate. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Matt. Bob. Yeah, thanks, Matt. That was good. Man, he, that was good. He had the perfect answer, y'all. That is like, I don't know a better way you could have handled that. It's like oh. he's been doing this or something. I don't know why. Yeah. Matt, I, I know you're listening now. So first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to comment on the Facebook post about our Badger World Bonanza episode. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Jeff, just killer title. I love it. Loved it. That was good. <laughs> um. But second of all, I, I have to say, I think Matt is on my, like, the number one on my list of people I want to be a guest on this show. Oh, yeah. But I really want to do the this one night at summer camp episode. <laughs> I think we have to. If Matt's going to be on, it's got to be a late Matt, night. Matt, so if you're listening, I want you to start thinking of a few, not just one, not just two, but a few stories that you would be willing to share to the masses that listen to our podcast the tens that listen to our podcast. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. <laughs> That's good. Oh, all right, everybody. Well, that was our show. We're going to go ahead and get out of your ears, but don't forget us about us. Um, like, subscribe, subscribe, call us, leave a review, send hugs. Ooh, all right. Checking out. See ya. Peace out. Bye, y'all. Summer camp. <laughs> 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 <laughs>